0: everybody happy monday and welcome to girl club you know the place where real girls have real talk about real issues while seeking to apply our real faith and i'm super excited on this monday actually to be with all of you and um you know and to actually to have a great start to the week i'm getting some feedback in the background so for all of you watching hopefully you're um Hopefully you're not hearing all that noise, but if you are, it's because we kind of bring this to you live on Mondays. And I'll tell you, we are definitely spiritual chicks on the go. So speaking of on the go, Christina Boudreau, who is a part of the Girl Club tribe here regularly, she is on a missions trip. So she's not joining us today, but we'll have a special guest popping in today. And as usual, and as always are um, my two Girl Club regulars and sisters, Nova Page and Christina Reynolds. And who is making all that noise as I bring you guys in? Hi. Not me. Hey. Hi. Not, not me. I'm like, I'm like, who's not muted? What, what is it? Well, now what are you it's hearing? Gone. It was it's like, gone? Um, like uh, rustling and shuffling. So oh, it's gone. No. So really? Maybe, maybe, um, Anna, okay. or maybe our yeah. guest in studio or something was, I don't know, was, was shuffling. But they're muted. And we're good to go. Okay. okay. And it's good <laughs> to see, it's good to see you guys.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> missing, it's... a missing last Monday. I felt it. It was weird. Yeah. It felt, mm. you know, we got to rest and it was great, but I was like, oh, I miss
0: you guys. I know. I, missed you I know. Too. I know. Good morning, Pamela. Hey, Pamela. As, as, it's good to see you. Well, let's say hello to some of you guys. Good evening, South Africa. Hi, Pinu. That's right. We're all over the world, so it's good morning, good evening, and good night to some of you guys. It's good to see all of you, and and I hope that you all had a great week last week. It was a holiday here. Hi, Jahaira. It's good to see you. Hi there, sweetheart. Jahaira is a new friend and a new member of Girl Club, so we're happy to welcome her in. And um, hi, Power of a Virtuous Woman. Nice to see you, Adrienne. Good morning, good afternoon, actually, to you. Um hi Pamela.
1: Wow.
0: Yep. Yeah, we missed you guys last week. It was a holiday here in the States, so I thought I thought the girl club could use a little bit of a girl refresh. So yeah. Hi <laughs> <I'm> girls. <laughs> What'd you guys do last Monday? What I did can't I even do? remember. My <laughs> like life is Nothing, wild. which is probably a great remember. thing. Yeah.
2: I think I went to the beach, probably. That's oh, usually I, the
0: I
1: wish
2: I, I think did. Yeah. Shiloh was surfing. Oh yeah. I think just chilled out. Not much. Yeah. I'm like, I don't remember things from a week ago. So unless I look back in a journal, I'm like, uh, let me see.
1: (laughs) I don't remember because I was passed out for two days. My body literally just shut down and I slept for two days. So you know what? I I think I needed it.
0: Yeah. But well, after I, woke we up, I was
1: like, bitch. I miss Girl Club.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you know something, I got to tell you guys. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting you said that because you, what you probably needed was just a complete rest from everything that's going on. And for those of you joining us all over the world, I think, I think you can all relate to a lot of what I want to talk about today because, you know, we've been having some great conversations about moving, moving on, and moving forward. And I think we pretty much understand how to look at it at situations when it's time to move on from them, right? Like I think we've, we've kind of looked at a myriad of, you know, it's time to move on when something is toxic. It's time to move on when the Lord has spoken to you clearly about moving on from a place. Sometimes you get completely ejected from a place when, whether or not you're even ready to move on and and it, and then it's time to move on you know and and sometimes you've been in a situation that's been so bad for so long and you've prayed that things would change for so long that you just know you and the lord know okay it's time to move on and and then there are relationships you know with people that we love or care about but maybe we know that the growth season is 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 done or you know or it's time to move on because some of the, those relationships are not feeding us spiritually, you know, or, or challenging us to grow as a human being. So I think we really have covered like a lot about looking at when it's time to move on and understanding, but it, it struck me, you know, in the week that we were off you guys that, okay, we know that when it's time to move on, you're then in a, in a place where you need to move forward and and i really heard very loudly the question yeah but how do you move forward when you're exhausted you know when you're tired from what it is that you're moving on from you know mm-hmm. how do you move forward when your spirit is literally just tired you're tired you're tired of maybe what you've been dealing with for a long time you're tired of you know the the the, the battle you know, that it, it takes spiritually sometimes in our lives, you know, to leave a situation and to go forward. So now you're trying to go forward, but how do we go forward when we're feeling exhausted and um, and sad, maybe, you know, um, maybe forgotten by God, you know, maybe overlooked, whatever it might be. So I don't know, those kind of questions were hitting me. This last week, you know, because even in my own experiences, like I was having a moment where I was like, wow. And, and honestly, and it was the Monday we didn't have Girl Club where I was like, oh, I really wish I I, w- I, really wish we were on just because of the rejuvenation that we get from having these really open conversations about where we all are around the world with our relationship with Christ and 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 strengthen each other, strengthening each other, you know, Um So I don't know, you know, Nova, Christina, you know, Uh, how do you move forward when maybe you're just a little bit exhausted in your spirit? Yeah. Um, That is so, I I feel like, like I feel like we
2: both look at each other and we're like, you go,
1: you go, you go, Christina. I just think it's crazy because ever since we started this whole conversation, like what, like almost, has it been two months now or three months even we started off with, you know, love, love Jesus, don't love the church so much. And we kind of, you know, just hashed out all of these pains and experiences and just like the struggle within all that and how we're landing now on this moving, moving on and then moving forward. I feel like us for at least like who are um, on screen have, literally been living it out as we've been talking about it. And I'm sure many of you who are watching have been right alongside with us in this. So I think that it's not by chance that this has been just such a heavy and deep and meaty conversation that we continue to have over months. So as you ask these questions, Cynthia, I'm literally sitting here going, I am asking the same questions. I feel like, and I know your stories as well. So I feel like we're in that, that crux the crux of the journey of the moving forward where the exhaustion and the, I don't think I can move forward is like setting in. you know, it's like we've been battling, we've been battling, we've been battling. And it's like, I don't know if I can take any more. And, you know, example, I, I literally was sleeping for two days and my body yeah. just completely shut down. But yeah. I will say that as I'm in the, the tension of that and trying to walk that out, um, something that the Lord I feel like he just gave me insight into, which was such a gift because I was really spiraling, doing a downward spiral at the beginning of this week with just different things that popped off, you know, in our, (laughs) in our relational life. Um, Was that, I, I mean, he just kept declaring identity over me. And I think that's something to remember when we remember who we are in him as his daughters, as his sons, as his children, as royalty, then you start to like view the drama and the struggle like from a different vantage point. I felt like that's what he did. He took me from the ash heap and he pulled me up. was like, but, but look from here and see where I have you. And like, yes, that's all valid and legitimate. But like, if you look from up here and you yeah. see that I'm upholding you and it's okay. And you know what? It's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. Like I slept for like, other yeah. than like waking up to go to the bathroom, eat a snack and literally passing out. I, I felt like yeah. drunk with like sleep, sleep. Um, yeah. So like knowing that mm-hmm. it's okay. There, there is no pressure, no stress. Mm-hmm. All he asks of you is to respond in authenticity in your heart. And like, I love it. Like there's so many songs like that, that we sing at like IHOP. have so many phrases in worship where we're like, God takes our weak. Yes. And he does monumental impossible things and all he asks is for our like what 2% and he does the rest. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I'm in the midst of it. I don't have a full answer, but that's that's what's been giving me comfort as I'm going. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love I love what you said, what you said Christina about how God will take our 2%, yes, because it, I often think and it's it's such a powerful thing that's always happened to me is that when I when I take even a tiny little step forward with God in faith, mm-hmm. it's like he runs and meets me and grabs yeah. me up and just literally pulls me the 98 percent of the way, you know that I'm too tired or don't have the faith yeah. enough to, to, to actually navigate and push to myself. And I really do believe that that's, that has a lot to do with the scripture that says,, you know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, you can command this mountain to be thrown into the sea, you know, because our faith really, it only needs to be the size of a mustard seed for God to, to move the mountain in faith. That's how strong our little 2% is though, yeah. you know? And so even though your spirit is tired and even though you feel like what's been done to you is so horrible, our tiny step of faith release God to move in ways that are just beyond our imagination. No,
1: that is 100% actually Cynthia. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And, and I see like a comment here saying, um, I have the best parents, but I don't want to be good. I want it. I don't want just to be good. I want to be healed. And like, I found that even within my Mm -hmm. healing journey, I mean, it's been a long time. I didn't even realize Mm -hmm the trauma that I was living with, even like, like levels of it, even until like this past weekend. I mean, that's how fresh it is. But I've been so impacted by God for just like you said, Cynthia, the yes, the cry for God, come and do it. I, I give you full access to come and bring healing to me. He has time and time again, surprised me and overwhelmed me with just this continuous layer by layer, healing my heart, healing my identity, just the parts of me that had been cracked and broken. And I, and I look back and I'm like, there's no way I could have orchestrated that. There's no way I could have paid for enough counseling to make me a sane person. There's nothing I could have done in my own strength other than just that surrender yeah. of yeah. come and do it,
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 You you know, I'd love to read this comment to you, Christina, from Bernadette. Um, She says, you, your last session after Christina spoke, wow, I was so motivated to get my business out of my house and into the market trade. I had my first go at it after trying for seven years in the UK now. But I, I just, I wanted, I want, yeah, I wanted you to hear that because what I think you guys really have to understand is that as broken and exhausted as you may feel in yourself, your two percent, yes, your even small bit of faith to show up here and to and and to open your Bible and to still keep trying to walk with God in faith, is causing God in His ninety eight percent that He does. It's causing Him to be able to help people around the world. So, yeah. Christina, you may feel feel like you needed to sleep for two days. But, but even what God has done in you through the battles you've had with the wrong that's been done to you, Mm. you've been able to empower a sister on the other side of the world to actually Mm. do something and shift her out of a place, you know? Uh, And I think that's the, that's the incredible thing to me about, about what we have with the Lord. What we have is not, you know, Jahira was saying, I I don't want to be good. I want to be healed. But what we have is the promise of healing. And that healing journey isn't just for ourselves. That healing journey is for everybody that's watching us, that's listening to us when we share what we've been through. So see, to me, the most incredible thing that the enemy wants to do is the thing that we've actually battled to not allow him to do. What the enemy wants to do is to steal our voice. He wants to cause us to close up, shut down, and be silent. That's what, that's what the enemy wants to do because Satan can't kill us. He can make us suicidal so that we kill ourselves, but Satan has no permission to touch us. We belong to, we belong to God. But what Satan can do if he can't get us to kill ourselves is cause us to have so much shame, fear, anger, guilt, brokenness that we shut our voices down. We shut ourselves down and we just completely take ourselves out of the equation. And that's not God. That's what the enemy okay. wants to do. God wants us to use our mouth. He wants us to speak out what's happened to us. He wants us to be open and honest about the trials and the struggles that we've had from a place of godly love and wisdom. But he doesn't. It's not God who want, would want us to be silent. God wants us mm-hmm. to, to, to use our voice. and to... Oh,
2: Cynthia, froze.
1: She looks beautiful,
2: though, doesn't she? <laughs> <She's dead. laughs>
1: Nova, how? Yeah. I know you have so many thoughts because you've been sorry,
2: homeless. Sin. Oh, she's back. That's but you Sin, hear. you were you were you were frozen. But um, you were looking amazing in freeze mode. You were looking gorgeous. <laughs> Let me just add that on to Girl Club.
0: Well, then I um, don't know where I froze, but Nova, I think this is a perfect cue for you because yeah. you know the, the enemy. The enemy would have wanted you to deal with some pain in your life of late silently. Yeah.
2: You know, it, it's of course, Cynthia, because you guys are always on point <laughs> and you're like so connected to the vine. This is what I've been learning uh, in my life through some coaching and all that kind of stuff that I've gotten is that none of us get to clarity alone. So just even being here at Girl Club together, we get to clarity together. Right. So yeah. when you go and hide away and you're by yourself And this is separate from like time away with God and like really connecting there. But I'm talking about like this lifestyle of like shutting yourself off and and not letting anybody into your pain and inviting Jesus and your close and trusted, safe people into your pain. Like, honestly, I think we can do here and with each other has been super healing. A couple things. Honestly, I wish that we had girl club last week too, because something amazing happened to me on Sunday. We were, some friends of ours asked us to like visit this church with them. And there was like a, a worship singer there that they wanted to see. So we're like, sure, sure, sure. And honestly, you guys, like I felt the, probably the last thing I really wanted to do to be perfectly honest was go to church. I, Mm. I had, I just kind of was like, man, but I don't really want to, I don't really want to show up right now. You know what I want to do? I want to sit in my bed and drink lattes all day. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I want to do. And the Lord was like, you know what, just, just go be with, go be with people, go be with me. And we, we sat in worship and a really interesting thing is um, we, she sang this song that I had the one song that I had recorded with a former ministry that we were a part of. And I was like, did you really have to sing that one song that I recorded with that one? Like it just felt so like, okay. Um, so I'm in worship and I was like, I didn't, this is terrible, but I didn't want to hear the song. And the Lord's like, you need to listen to the words of this song. And the mm-hmm. craziest thing happened to me, you guys, I mean, i am sitting in the second row and I really am honestly having a moment with the Lord and just fighting the feelings of like, I don't want to be reminded of like the pain. And, oh my gosh, you guys, if the Lord doesn't use little children, I don't even know mm-hmm. what. Oh, yeah but the craziest thing happened to me. And this is the part where it's like the togetherness and the withness of Jesus, how he is with us. But when we actually are with people and we just show up, we just show up. Mm. These things happen. So I'm sitting in worship and this beautiful little girl, she's about nine years old. And she just, she looks up at me with her big Brown eyes. I'm in worship and she just, she just taps me on the shoulder and she gives me this picture. And I was like, What's going on right now? It's like, and it's a literally a picture, not of a heart, but like of like an actual like heart, heart. Like she drew a heart, and then she wrote the script. She's nine. She wrote the scripture. Um, you know, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Hmm. And I was like, what is happening? So hmm. the song that the girl was singing, uh, when I I, I had sung it, this big event at one point. And it was like a really, it was quite the moment, but I remember I had been going through some really challenging stuff within the church. And I sat on the stage and we just were all kind of just sharing with the, the gathering. And I remember saying, speaking on that very scripture, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And it was like, God just did this whole moment where he's like, I I'm coming to you with this little child. Cause I need you to receive this like a child would like, you just need to receive it. And just like, I'm right here, baby girl. And, and all my promises for you are yes. And amen. And you know what, you guys, I wouldn't have gotten that clarity. If I was alone. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I it would, it, 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 yeah. caught it, yeah. it, it I had to show up to receive it and then I had to be in the posture to receive it. And you know what, that little, she drew another picture on the backside, which was completely like prophetic over my life. It was insane. And you know what the Lord just said, you just hold that picture while you worship. And I just, I just received it as like a pure gift from God in a time when honestly, I've really, it's really been painful. It's been a really painful time in our life. And, um, I just held on to it and I'm like, yeah, God, because like you are good, like all your ways are good, all of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the other thing, um, I had gone away with my best friend for a couple of days, um, to work on some business stuff, but also just like really be together with my friend and, um, not to go on and on, but I, <laughs> you guys, I was like, we were sitting and having dinner and, there was this amazing man named Ramon and I'm telling you, he was, we, we had our cups of water and I'm trying to drink a lot of water. Cause it was like in a really hot climate and I'm drinking my water and I can't even get like close to being empty before Ramon was there. Like he was just like there with the pitcher. And I was like, I mean, I was starting to test him. I was like, is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? Oh, he's coming. Mm. Like, and every time I put my cup down, he was there filling it. And the Lord was like, that's who I am. I come and I fill your cup
0: constantly.
2: Mm. And all you have to do is put that cup down and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to be right there. And you know what? Even when you test me, you're like, are you going to be there, Lord? Are you going to show up? He's like, guess what? Even when you act like that and you play even a little game, I'm going to fill you up. And God was like, Uh, I'm so present with you, Nova. I'm so with you and I'm going to fill you.
0: No, Uh, Nova. you know, one of the things that you said, and it's kind of a, a perfect point to introduce someone who's joining us today, but you talk the child, right? And this, and this man, these moments where you purely see God. And I think children have such a beautiful ability to be used as vessels. So you can <sighs> purely see God because they don't want anything. They, they're, just, they're not, they're not tainted by anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. One of the people that I've learned so much in my life from about moving forward with, with love and peace and joy, no matter what's happened to me. And, and I mean, she's such an inspiration to me in this way is um, is my niece summer Um, and summer has had a calling on her life as an evangelist from the time she was young. I mean there's been one prophecy after the next over her uh, that I've gotten and that other people have gotten and and she's going to jump in with us today uh, you know she's twenty one she's a total little evangelist um, but i I think the most beautiful thing about this conversation as we bring summer in really has something to do i think with with the purity of being able to go back to that place of childhood angel turn your phone um landscape wise
3: okay
0: um but you guys have kind of quickly yeah there you are you've kind of quickly okay. met summer and um she's 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 a sweetheart and i i kind of wanted her to join us and <gasps> i like having um i like having you know it's it, one of the things that we are is we represent a myriad of ages and some are you're your live around the world with us and thank you for being with us and you know we're we're kind of talking about as you know um moving moving forward when when you've actually really are moving on from a lot of pain an experience or people or situations that have been painful and i i love just one of the comments i want to go back to this It's, it's such a great, it's just so great. Um, The power of a virtuous woman writes, Oh, wow. Yes. I was so going to shut down and literally withdraw myself from everyone because it's so much easier to hide in my hurt instead of showing that I can triumph in my trials. And it is. Uh, Yeah, that's deep. Right. Cause it's difficult sometimes to to walk in triumph in your trial, you know. Yeah, because
2: the enemy tells you that you're a loser. <laughs> and he just keep wants to keep you isolated. He's telling yeah. you like, you know, just go hide away because no one wants to see your face. Period.
1: Well, and it takes strength to actually fight yeah. that lie and just it put yourself does. out there. It,
0: it's it's yeah. it
1: does. It's exhausting.
0: It's but it's good. <laughs> yeah. It 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 well, you know, and yeah, it's exhausting. Is it good? Yeah as long as it produces a greater weight of glory in us. Right. Like mm. we spoke about that. Like it can just be that you're exhausted and it breaks you and it, you know, it, it shuts you down. It does steal your voice. I mean, P knew write something and, and it, you know, I was, I'm, I'm thinking about Jahira's comment. Um, when she said, I don't, I have great parents, but I don't want to be good. I want to be healed. And that it, to me is a, That's a powerful statement because God does not want us to be good. He wants us to be healed. God does not promise us that we will be good. He promises us that we will be healed. Now, this is powerful, the kind of journey on this point with me. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but fear not for I have overcome the world. Okay. Jesus never said, I'm promising you a rose garden and it's all going to be good every day. Always. He never said that God can't make that promise because even though God created all of us, he loves us so much that he gives us free choice. Right. And in that free choice, it's like, imagine yourself on an Island, imagine yourself on an Island and there's only one other person there on the Island. Well, you really don't have a choice. You kind of have to just get along with that one person and work it out and love that one person. That's your, that's your option. One, that's not the way God did it. God puts us on an Island with a bunch of people and we get to choose who we're going to love. We have to love everyone, but we get to choose the one person we're going to love. That's really free choice. And then that person that I chose knows, wow, she chose me to be her husband. She really loves me. Well, God wants us to choose him in the world of choices that we can make. And so I really believe that if you're here today if you've stumbled upon Girl Club if you are a regular watcher of Girl Club it's because you've made the choice to choose Jesus in your life right so in making that choice he's not going to let you just be good he's going to he's going to heal you empower you strengthen you, and help you overcome things because as scripture promises us all things are possible with him right so i i really I just really think that part of what we've been really learning here in these last weeks with these conversations is just that God doesn't just want us good. He wants us healed. He wants us to be overcomers. He wants us to live an abundant life. The way that we do that is we take his hand and we keep showing up and we keep working our faith and we keep applying Jesus to our trials and our tribulations, but he never said that we would live in this world and not have problems. Why? Because in the world of free choice on the island with all the things we can choose, a lot of us choose Jesus. A lot of us choose good. A lot of us choose to love our neighbors, but some people choose to do the wrong thing. Hmm. Some people use their free choice to hurt, to lie, to steal, to abuse. I mean, Christina, someone used their free choice and as someone used their free choice with me, as someone used their free choice with Christina Boudreau, who's not with us today. Um, to sexually abuse us. Somebody chose that in all the options that God gave them on in this love option, they chose abuse, you know, and in these situations where we've been abused in any way, you know, by the church, which is where we started out six weeks ago, talking about people who really were opening up their voice about being abused by the church and by, and by leaders, you know, People use their choice in the wrong way a lot of the time and only Jesus can heal us. You know, only Jesus can heal us. You know, there's, there's um, just want to pull in another comment here. Um, Pamela, Pamela says, and um, Summer, pull your camera closer to you, honey. So we we get rid of some of the headspace. I've also just, uh, more than once in my life, God has literally taken me by the hand and walked me out of a situation. That first step of faith came by hearing his word and acting on it, baby steps. Amen to that. I've also just worshiped and prayed that God would give me the courage to step out in faith. And he's been so patient, waiting for when I'm ready. How many of you have probably waited too long before making a move because you're the one not ready. It's not that God's not ready to meet you there in faith. It's just that you're not ready, you know? And, and I, I don't know. And and Summer, I don't know, you know, what your thoughts are, but I, I'd love to hear kind of where you are with all of this at 21 years old, 22 years old.
3: Yeah. So there was something you guys were talking about earlier and it was about... Um, like moving on when you're Mm -hmm. tired. And something that I've experienced lately is that the devil, he tries to yell, yell negative thoughts. And God, when I hear him, he whispers. And what I've been told is that when God talks to you, he whispers because if he, if he, like he would scare you if he didn't whisper. And so the devil tries to yell and rush you and like tell you, oh, you're not good enough. You're not this, you're not that. Because he wants to stand in front of the door that God has already opened for you. Because if he can keep you behind the door, then he can keep you from all that God has for you. So there's a verse and it says, don't worry about tomorrow's troubles, for today's worries are enough for today. And God keeps his word, you know, and of course, he's patient, he'll wait till you're ready, but he's already given you enough grace to get through today. So if there's a step that you feel like you need to make for today, God has already given you the grace to do it. He said it in the Bible, and he's not he's not a liar so he's already given us the grace for today so if we have any worry or trouble or negative thoughts or that we're not good enough or we're not strong enough well that's a lie from the devil because he wants to keep you there And we have authority over over those thoughts because we believe in god and we're saved by god and that's what god has given us god has given us the authority to say i reject these evil thoughts in jesus name because they're not from god sometimes we think our thoughts are our own but a lot of the time they're not they're the devil trying to speak to us and tell us things that are wise the devil's a liar and he wants to keep you down because if he can keep you down he can keep you from what god has for you and god only has blessings love everything good comes from god nothing negative no you're not good enough you can't do it you're not strong enough you are strong enough because god gave you grace enough for today so mm-hmm. i think remembering that scripture is really helpful worry about nothing pray about everything um Everything that we need is in the Bible. And a lot of times when we're in our Bible and we can pull from these scriptures and remember them in times of need, they're really helpful because, like I said, God is not a liar. Everything that he said is truth and factual, and it's in the Bible. And it's our handbook to life. It's what we should be using when we go through these things to pull us out of these situations. So that's what I wanted to say um, about what you guys were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, (laughs) Can I ask you a question at 20, at your age, because you're super young, why do you think that your generation has such a, and I don't know, maybe they don't, but do you think that in general, you know, 20 year olds have a really tough time having faith in God and why?
3: Yeah, I think um, at this age, there's a lot of, oh, I'll just believe in God later. Oh, I'll just do it later. I'll just do it later. There's a lot of lies from the devil, especially in identity. You know, when you know that your identity is in Christ, you don't try to find it in other places. Our identity is not in our looks. God says not to worry about our fashion and how we look and how others perceive us. Our identity is in Christ. It's not in our looks. It's not in our success. It's not in how much money we have. Our identity is in Christ. God says that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. There's nothing negative about it. So whether we have all the money in the world or none at all we're already good enough for everything that God has for us just because of our identity in Christ. And I think that people my age, they don't know that. They try to find it in, oh, let me get this degree, and then I'll, and they're just so busy. They don't have the time to just sit and sit with God, and they think, oh, I'll just do it later and later. But for me, I wouldn't be anywhere positive without God. And that's what keeps me going. I mean, God is the light of my life, and I just don't know that everyone has experienced that. Or really takes the time because like we've mentioned earlier, God's a gentleman. He's not going to force you, but he's always there. He's always, there's always little things that you'll notice. And it's like, okay, I should be praying. I should be praying, but people have free will. Like God's not going to make you follow him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 how, you know, when I, I think about moving forward, right. We're, we're kind of getting into like and talking about, you know, so you've been in pain and your spirit's exhausted. You know, so moving forward is tough because you've battled for so long, right? In the situation that you're moving on from, but it makes me think about how do young people because when something happens to you, look, brokenness usually occurs when we're young, you know. And, and and I, all three of us who are here today, we've all had conversations about brokenness and broken people break other people. I, you know, I've lived long enough to realize that the relative. And he was my relative. He was a family member who sexually abused me. I don't know. Maybe someone did it to him when he was young, you know, and and my whole first book, Prodigal Daughter, deals with my own brokenness and how I grew up. Because instead of grabbing on to Jesus when I was molested as a young girl, I grabbed on to the world. I grabbed on secular things to try to have my identity in my fashion, my identity in my boyfriends, my identity in my career, in money, in all of these things that didn't make me happy and they didn't heal the pain inside. It was only when I really grabbed onto Christ that the pain inside of me began to get dealt with and I began to be healed from that. And even with all of that, it is interesting to me that there are times where you have those days where you've gone through something else you're a much more mature, mature Christian but then you're exhausted because you realize you've been battling against those voices telling you you're not enough or those those that spirit that wants to make you feel ashamed or like less than or shut down or i can always tell when people have been in a season of abuse by from the way they move their body you know, their shoulders will sometimes slump. They're, they will look down like this instead of look up. You know, one of the most amazing things I learned in India a few years ago, I went with this wonderful organization called Opportunity International that I I, I wanted to align my organization and my life with, some, with an organization. I, this came to me. It was totally God. He totally used it. I love the women involved. I love the mission of this organization. They make microfinance loans, which are like, $180 loans, small loans, to women in the poorest regions of the world. So a hundred and eighty dollar loan to a woman who's living below the poverty lines in India can change her entire village, you know, literally. So, and this is all, I mean, this organization's amazing. You can look them up. It's all statistically proven. But but what I want to say is going through these villages and watching these women, the women who were really broken by their poverty. Or the abuse of their life, they all looked down they 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 really were ashamed to to look you in the eye. you know the women who were like they'd taken like two or three loans, they had their little roadside restaurant. Where they had their little, little craft arts and crafts stand, and they were making a profit so they could send their kids to the the, the, the school, the, the English speaking school, because they all want their kids to learn to speak English so they can get an education and, and break the That's how they, that's how you break the poverty lines. Right. And they would walk like this. Their heads were up, you know, their, their shoulders were, they, they literally, and you guys, you could tell the women in the group who were still under the the spirit of abuse and the ones who had broken free from the spirit of abuse. And so I I share that because you have to know for all of you watching, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter what you're moving on from, no matter what you need to move forward to, what you're struggling to move forward into, you know, you're going to be healed and there is going to be a physical change in your life and in your mind. You just have to keep coming back to the well and drinking from the well where your identity is created. And that's in Jesus Christ. And Summer, you, you said it so perfectly they, that young people and a lot of older people just don't know that their identity was already written and created by God. Like if you read who you are in Christ, you're more than an overcomer. You know, the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you all things, not some things, all things, everything, whatever it is you're going through now. This is for somebody specific. You can do it because Christ is going to strengthen you to do it. And Christ will strengthen you to get through it, whatever you're going through. You know, I think a lot of times it hurts so bad to lose someone, you know, to especially if that someone is a sister or a brother in Christ but the reality is right that if you've lost someone maybe it wasn't real anyway maybe god maybe god needs to separate you from that journey anyway so that you can move on and maybe you separating from that journey is finally going to allow that other person that where maybe you were in a toxic relationship maybe they do get better because maybe they begin to see you know hey wow Everybody can't be wrong. I mean, like Nova, when there are 29 Novas and Rickies who get called out and have to move on, maybe eventually, you know, a situation, you know, or, or someone will have to look at themselves. I just think, you know,
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, Cynthia, I, <clears throat> you know, you, you guys, you kind of, t- and this isn't, I'm not, not really making a statement. I'm kind of like opening up like a, a conversation with, When you've been abused, whether it's sexually or emotionally or spiritually, you know, let's just like also be really real about being triggered and what and the time it takes to be separated from the abuser, to own your space again, not be fearful of the abuser's reaction to even your freedom. Right. Yeah. Um, I think abusers tend to be have those narcissistic tendencies where everything's all about them. And no matter what, it's going to be your fault. You can do something beautiful with your life moving forward and they'll find a way to make it about them. And, you know, those are things that as people who have been either abused spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually, like those things are real in people's lives. And and those things have to be like addressed. And, Like I, again, I keep going back to, we don't get to clarity alone. Like we, there is, there is a real, there it's important to have truth tellers in your life, therapists, Christian counselors, people that walk and journey with you because we can tell people all you need to do. And please don't, I don't want to, we can tell people all day long, just do this, 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 and this. And it's not a, there can't be a formula, but there are tools and things that help us walk through and, and having people to walk beside you and say, Hey, have you tried this? Like, have you, you know, maybe met with this kind of like a a Christian counselor, all those things are an important piece of the journey uh, for all of this. But I mean, I don't know, Cynthia, like when you say, yeah, like maybe, maybe when there's enough people speaking out, like enough people who have been you know, sexually abused by relatives, like, you know, maybe that's when the change comes, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. like when you've been spiritually abused enough, like we've seen it come out with all these churches. Yeah, maybe, you know, once it's finally enough is enough, maybe things will start to change. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Cynthia, like, it's, None of it's very, this is not, it's not easy to like, it's, it's not, it's not easy, you know, because I think we, as, as people who have been abused one way or the other, there's, you know, we have to, we do have to believe our identity, believe in who we, you know, who God created us to be and whatnot. But there's like real, there's real trepidation like in us. I know I've had my trepidation and it's hard. And, and, and all I know is, is that I, I can't do it. I can't do it alone.
1: Yeah. I have to, I have to jump on that for sure. And I think, no, you, you hit this earlier in a conversation about just when you want, when you feel like you're too tired and you need to isolate, sometimes you need to put yourself out there. Now, that that's not all the time. Like you feel it out, but what I found has given me strength through I mean, the last two years have been, I, I don't, this is not me whining about it, but just being really real. It's been a really painful two years. Yeah. But I realized is that I've had the gift of Girl Club. I've had the gift of all of your like amazingly deep comments. I've had the gift of being able to text Cynthia, you know, Nova, Anna, and Christina during the week and sending out SOS signals being like, I need your, I need your prayer support or or I just need to vent or I just need, you know, I, I I have, I, I need, we need each other, I guess is what I'm saying. And there's, there is only, there's a lot that can happen between just you and the Lord and going to the secret place and crying out to him and letting him just heal and take your pain. But even for me, my inner healing journey really started with Cynthia and Roger. (laughs) I'd been to like a few things, but it wasn't until they, I mean, they gave me hours not just like five hours, maybe like 50 plus hours of their time at a really critical point in my life when I was really young and immature and just like so broken. And, um, and, and they walked me through healing. So like, I'm just realizing we need each other. We need the younger generation. We need the older generation to link arms together. Cause there's things from all different ages, all different life experiences, all different, even like Maturity levels in Christ that we actually need each other to spur each other on, and I was really yeah. feeling this this week because I was like, oh, even Nova, like her her voice messages, and and then my other really good friend just being. Sometimes it's good to have your girlfriends go. That's not okay. Let it out. And you know what i wow, this 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 right. and that, and then later they bring you back. <laughs> to going, okay, let's let's yeah. let's walk this out the way. How, what does the word say? But you almost need a, like a group of people who love you and support you to go That's not okay. safe people right to to acknowledge to acknowledge the abuse acknowledge the pain and go that's not okay god's not Mm -hmm. okay with that if i Mm -hmm. could i would do x y and z to this person but let's bring it back in now 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 let's 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 help each other get into a place of peace and freedom and healing so like we i need you guys i need all of you like Even like Cynthia, when you read these comments out loud, I'm just like, that's so deep. Like I needed to hear that. And I think that's why girl club is so important to have this safe space to go, what are you dealing with? What, how is God leading you out of it? And, or just to go, we don't really have the answers yet, but we know this about to be true always, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's true. And, and even Anna's putting up some of the comments, you know, Yeah, because I think what what we have here with Girl Club, and and even if you're just stumbling onto the program now, you're invited, male or female, you're invited. You know, we have our guys who watch regularly also, and I got to tell you what it's proof of is what the Bible says. Iron sharpens iron. We were created for fellowship in this family of Christ, and- And it's been misused and misrepresented and overlooked and and kicked out and criticized and all kinds of stuff. However, when it's done right, when, I mean, when loving each other the way Jesus loves us is done right, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think what we have here is a beautiful thing because this is how it's supposed to be done. You know, there are no judgments here. You can be going through whatever it is you're going through here. We're not here to judge you. That's why, you know, a lot of people always use the word, oh, real, you know, real, real. I love these these TV programs and talk shows because, I look, I come from the world of talk shows. You guys have been a part of talk shows my whole life. And it's always like, it's real, it's real. But no, I use the word truly because for me, it's real girls having real talk about real issues seeking to apply real faith. When you're seeking to understand And to walk in real faith, overcoming faith, breakthrough assassin kind of faith, you know, then you can then you're a real girl to me. Then then you're a real you're a real girl or guy because you live authentically when you're trying to really apply Jesus to your trials and tribulations. Trust me, you live way more authentically than the world does. You just do because you're not invested in looking good or sounding good or appearing good. You're interested in true healing and breakthrough. You're interested in truth because you know what the Bible said, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And, and, and the truth may put some people in jail. The truth may, cause some people to have to resign from leadership positions. The truth may put some people in, in, in situations where they really have to check themselves before they wreck themselves, you know, as they go through wrecking other people's lives. But when you walk in truth, you, you walk in victory. I mean, Anna just put a, put a, a, a mention up of my, my, my book. I choose victory. It's because we're not created to be victims. We're created to be victors. And the way that we have that victory is in Christ Jesus. And, you know, we started out today with the question, how do you move forward when your spirit is tired? And Christina, you, you nailed it. You know how you do it? You do it in fellowship with other believers who feed your spirit mm-hmm. so that your spirit can go from being tired and dry and parched and weary to being full and refreshed. And ready to go again and take on another day. Cause every day, Summer, I think you said it, every day is sufficient. It has its own, it has enough of its own problems, but we're given grace for the day.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you'll find too, just adding to that, that once you take a step, you you'll experience that you did have the grace. There are times when I'm nervous about something that's going on the next day. I don't like talking in front of people, but I find that every single time I'm nervous about it, all it does is steal my joy and my peace for that day. Because then the next day when that day comes, I'm so ready. I'm so prepared. And I ask God, please just give me the strength to talk in front of people. Like for Because I'm in school. So for presentations, I'm always nervous because I'm like, I just hate talking in front of people. I hate standing in front of people and talking. But every single time I pray about it and I let it go, in that moment, I have the strength to go through it. And that applies to everything. That's not just presentations. That's whatever you're nervous about because God cares about everything. Anything that you're concerned about, nothing is too big, nothing is too small. And like I said, I think that you'll find that once you're in the situation, you did have grace because you took a step, God took a step with you. I think when we worry, um, that ties God's hands. But when we just release our faith, that's when he can work and he can really.
0: Okay. Wow. That's actually, that's actually deep. When we worry, we tie God's hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when we, but, but when we walk in faith, we release him to work in our lives. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, he can't work if we're working. That's something that I really learned this week. He cannot work if we're trying to work. And we weren't meant to. I mean, that's not to say we don't have responsibility in things. We should be concerned about things, but we shouldn't be worried about them. Once we've done our part, once we've done our part, which is the concern part, then we have to release our faith. You know, like I can apply to school and I can ace all the applications. I can get other eyes on it. I can proofread it. I can edit it. But then once I submit the application, then it's God's concern. It's not, it's no longer my job to worry about it or be concerned. I do my part and then I allow God to do his, but if I'm trying to do his part, then he's, what can he do? Cause I'm trying to do it. But then if I just take a yeah. step back, let him work, then you find that life is just so much easier because he, oh, he does. <laughs>
0: yeah. But what do you do? What do you do Summer? I'm curious to get your take on it. What do you do? Cause I, I will say this. So like when I was your age, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like my faith was like un, it's still unstoppable, but it's unstoppable in a different way. When I was when I was in my 20s, my faith was like every day I woke up and it was like, yeah, what's gonna happen today? Yeah. That's gonna be great. You know, my preoccupation was just the day and the moment. And and I feel like as we get older, we lose a little bit of that joyful, like. Like, you know, we, we, even when we're going through things when we're younger, it's like, yeah, I kicked that in the, in the, in the tuckus, You know, now I'm off to the next thing. But like at this age, it's kind of like, oh, God, here we go again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm exhausted. I'm tired being strong, you know? Yeah. You know, I find
3: that as we get old, well, as we get older, the trials get harder because it takes more to grow our faith. You know, when you're younger, your faith, and when it's new, there, there are smaller trials because there's just smaller trials. Once you're older and you've been having faith for a long time, it takes a lot more to grow your faith. Also, mm-hmm. a number two thing oh, I God, would that's
0: say. So, I never, that's actually deep. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah and I think, too, so there's mm-hmm. a comparison that the pastor used this week at church, and he said, when you're a kid and if the bills are, if it's going to be difficult to pay the bills, you're still opening the fridge. You're still leaving the lights on because you're a kid. It's not your concern. You know that it's the parent's job. And maybe the parent doesn't tell you that they're having trouble paying the bills, but you're still a kid. Like I said, and you're just leaving the lights on, you're running the water, you're still doing whatever. Cause you're not worried about it. And I think that as we get older, we think, it's our responsibility, and we're not kids anymore. But we're still kids. He's still our father. There are still going to be so many things that are his responsibility. It's not ours. And I think that sometimes when we get older, we try to take on everything, and we try to think it's all in our own strength. But just like when we were kids, it's still not at all in our own strength. It's still in God's in God's hands.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. It's really yeah. good. I need I to think, hear that. Yeah, wise no, words. No. I know, wise words. Wise I, words. I, I, yeah. I mean you could even a, you could get some mic drop stars on those words actually. I mean <laughs> Summer
2: Summer I'm like I who Summer is afraid to speak in front of people not the summer I, I just met. I'm like what's going on?
0: Like I know. You guys she's she's really shy. She she watching her grow up has been watching literally her as her faith with God has strengthened, her voice has strengthened and she's come out of herself. This is a child who was So shy as a little girl, she could barely come out of the room without like someone to walk with me. Super timid. Right.
3: Yeah. And I think that that's something that I'm learning a lot is that was the devil trying to keep me quiet because I think there are things that I am supposed to share and there are things that I'm supposed to say. And there's ways that God wants to speak through me. And if the devil can keep me shy, then I won't say them. So I've been, stepping out more and speaking what I feel and being confident in what I have to say because I think that that's part of God's calling. I think that on the other side of fear is God's greatest um blessings in life. So mm-hmm. even the, if I am scared to talk in front of people, well that fear is not from God and so then the devil's trying to hold me back from doing something so I'm supposed to talk. And also Like I said, our identity is not in words. I'm not a shy person unless I try to be, unless I'm shy in that moment. But it doesn't mean that I'm always that way. I can be shy in one moment and not in the next. I'm not like sentenced to one type of way of living my life. And God said that I'm only good things. I don't know that shy is like always a positive word. So maybe, but that's not what God says I am. God doesn't say that I'm anything negative. He says that I'm only positive things. So if I want to be big, I'm big, you know?
0: Wow, it's a really interesting how you put that. You're not sentenced.
3: Sentenced.
2: Yeah, Wasn't
0: that, that deep, was a really Nova. Crazy. I caught that, that, that too. That,
2: that struck me so deep, Summer, because you wow. are not Summer. I used to be you. I was so shy. I refused to speak in front of people. I, my parents would like be like, sing the song on stage, and then I'd get off stage. And I'd cry because I was so afraid and shy. And you know what? It was, it, you're right. It was the enemy trying to shut me down, girl, shut me down. And you know what? He's tried to do that to me my whole life. But you know what? Like with God, girl, I began to be bold and strong. And you know what? It's the, the, the way the enemy has tried to shut me down. You're right. It got harder and harder every decade of my life. Yeah. It did. But you know what? I also got stronger. And I got tender to the Lord, and I mean he has tried everything to shut this chiquita banana down like everything <laughs> and um, it's only by the grace of God and his his kindness and his goodness to say, "I've given you something, and you need to you need to share it, you need to say it, you need to speak it." even if you're rejected for it. And you know what? Many times I was rejected for it the truth. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with that now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and it makes me wonder, you know, as I think of just you guys, Nova and Christina, and kind of the battle that you've had, so much of it has centered around situations where you should have felt safe and yeah, should, church hurt and church abuse. Yeah. Do you want to, do we just want to say that? Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: and, and being afraid, like yeah, being afraid well, because we've said truthful things, India, and then we got shut down.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then we were told that we were victims. <laughs> well, can I, and can right? I tell you, yeah. And can I tell you something? So my sexual abuse happened at the hands of a relative. And for those of you who know my story or who've you know, you've seen me share my testimony before on shows or you've read my books. You, you know, you know that I was sexually abused by my older half brother. Okay. Church hurt and abuse in a situation where you're supposed to be safe in your mm-hmm. home or in your church or in a situation like that, that is called in, in sexual abuse, in therapy, incest, right? It's something that happens within the home. Well, incest is, or, or something that happens in your situation where you're supposed to be safe. So in your church, incest is the worst form of abuse because it, it wages the biggest war against your identity and your voice. Because mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. shut down, And abused or hurt in the situation where you're supposed to be safe. You're supposed to be free. You're supposed to be able to sing and dance. You you can take your clothes off and run around naked because you're in a place where nobody's ever going to look at you with anything impure. Mm -hmm. Right? You're Mm -hmm. at home. You're in your home. Mm -hmm. You're in your safe Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's, that's why I think you got to really understand that the enemy uses those situations to come after you the strongest and the hardest, but it's probably because you are the biggest threat to the kingdom of darkness out there. So Mm -hmm. in a way it's, it's almost like when I really got this down in my bones, I began to really feel like, okay, what happened to me sucks. It hurts. And I went through years of healing to be healed and delivered from how I would respond because of it. I I went through years of get, get regaining my self-confidence, regaining my, you know, my, my joy, my laughter, my, you know, nothing can break me, right. My spirit. But I also understand why now I, I understand in a certain way that all that stuff happened because of the voice in me. Because of the strength Mm. in me, because of the words that were supposed to come out of me, because of what I was pregnant with. I was pregnant with a baby. That baby is called the gospel of Jesus Christ. That baby is called freedom and deliverance for anybody else who comes in my space. You guys Mm. have the same thing. You are pregnant with the same baby. That baby is a threat, just like Jesus in Mary's womb was a threat to Satan. And so God, you, you know, I mean, Satan used Herod, right? To issue the order to kill all the firstborn Israelite babies in the yeah. land. Let's go Bible now on this, right? Kill them all. Because he didn't know which one was birthing the Messiah. He just knew the Messiah was coming. So all those babies needed to be killed. It's, it, Satan doesn't change, you guys. Right. Just like the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today. And forever he is, but Satan also uses the same old cycles and tricks and manipulations from the beginning of time, because the war is not really about us and each other. The war is up here. It's God and Satan. That's why Ephesians is so important. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities against the rulers of darkness of this age. So we've got to put on the armor of God, right? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have to speak the word of God at the enemy when things happen to us. You know, for me, sometimes I wrestle with fear and I will say out of my mouth, Bible, for God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. I am not crazy. My mind is sound. You know, I'm not weak, I'm powerful. God gave me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Not a spirit of fear. You know, so many Christians struggle with a spirit of fear. It's a lie. The spirit of fear comes from hell. Just like a spirit of rejection or a spirit of shame or or a spirit that makes you feel, you know, like you can't speak, like you wanna shut down. A spirit that makes you feel like you did something wrong when in fact someone did something wrong to you. And the only spirit that that you have is probably a spirit that's threatening to the enemy. So the enemy caused someone else to harm you, to try to get you to shut up and withdraw and not use your voice. So that's why for me, what I want people to experience is the freedom of knowing that if the enemy's coming after you, you better applaud because you got something big to do in the world. You have something important to do in the world. Nova and Christina and Summer, I know that you have something important to do in the world. I've always known it from the second that I met you. I believe that for those of you who are here, you know, who are with Girl Club, it's because you need to know that you're an Esther and that you're an mm-hmm. Esther who was rising and that you're you're, you know, the biblical story of Esther, if you don't know it, I want you to sit down with it this week and read it. She was willing to die for what she believed in. And I believe that, that, that a woman that's willing to die for what she believes in is a woman that is dangerous to the enemy in this world. You're, you're a woman who's dangerous to the devil, to the kingdom of darkness. So Satan's going to throw a bunch of stuff at you to try to get you to sh- shut down and not use your voice and not walk in your power. But that's Satan throwing stuff at you. What God is throwing at you is the way to overcome is, is constant strength. He's throwing your real identity at you. And in your real identity, you are, you are, you're not the last. In fact, you're the first. You know, you're the head, not the tail. This is all scripture. You are loved with an everlasting love. You're, you're a part of the family of Christ. You know, Anna, I don't even know if you have the identity scriptures that Jeremiah 31.3 says, I'm loved with an everlasting love. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. How many of you know that Mm -hmm. God has drawn you with loving kindness? Mm -hmm. People may seek to draw you with lies and deceit, or they may try to draw you in with fear, try to use you and manipulate you. That's not God. That was never God, you know? I know we've gotten some comments in. Um, Ah, Susanna. On Saturday, I woke up and I asked myself, how much longer can I deal with this? That afternoon, I met Cynthia. I meet Cynthia and we talk a lot. I didn't feel her as a stranger. I felt like I knew her for a long time. You know, Susanna, you know, for those of you watching, and I, I know you guys will get this. You know, when you meet someone who God is using to bring something to you. You know how you feel like, okay, I feel, I, I've known this person or I feel comfortable with this person. You know, like when you're trying to move forward and your spirit is tired, ask God to speak to you through other people. And if you're feeling strengthened or you're feeling a little bit tired in your spirit yourself as you try to move forward, pray and ask God to use you as a vessel on that day to be able to share the gospel with someone to help them move forward in their life. I'm telling you, that's what happened with Susanna and I, she was praying one end of that prayer. I was praying the other end of that prayer and he let us collide into each other to achieve his will. And that's how he wants to use all of us, you know? And I don't know, you know, I, I I think Nova and Christina and uh, And Summer, you kind of hit it today. You know, how do you move forward when you're tired in your spirit? You, You continue to look for God. You continue to show up. You continue to hold his hand. You continue to pray. And you continue to look at your future with the hope that God has for you. You know, and trust him. Trust mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Trust him. Thank
2: you, Sin. Thank you, Cynthia. Yeah. You're
0: welcome. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, I think we're left always with that question. Will we trust him with our tomorrow? You know, and, and, you know, for Jahira when you wrote in, it was so deep what you said. I don't just want to be good. I want to be healed. Well, I, I asked you the question then, will you trust him with your tomorrow you know and and for each of you watching you know will you trust him with your tomorrow you know so i feel like maybe we should just pray or have have some have some prayer you know and just kind of Pray the week, and pray that the week goes like as it should go. And there's summer's back in summer. We're going to close in prayer. Um, you want to start us off today, and just pray for everyone Me? who's watching. Yeah, will you? And we'll just jump in.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, Father God, thank you for this session all together. I pray that you give us the strength and remind us of your strength throughout this entire week. We know that nothing can happen that you don't allow. So help us to um, learn from everything that we're going through and um, give us the strength and peace of mind this week. In Jesus name.
1: Lord, we just say that we trust you and we just say that you're, leadership is altogether, altogether perfect. God, your goodness is, your goodness and your love is the banner over our lives. And despite whether we're on the top of a mountain, living our best life or in the pit, like even in the pit, in the valley of the shadow of death, God, even in the midst of our enemies, God, um, it doesn't change anything about who you are and who we are to you, Lord Jesus. And God, I just pray that you would be near, you would be close mm-hmm. to everyone during this week. I ask for an increase mm-hmm. of sensitivity and even just capacity and awareness to just be aware of your presence and your spirit that is always available to us, Lord. And I just say that I trust you, God. We trust you, Jesus. We thank you that you take that <laughs> the faith of a little mustard seed and you make it powerful, and you grow it um, beyond anything that we could ever dream or imagine, Lord. So we are expectant um, for just the testimonies and just the things that you're going to do in our lives. We love you, and we say you are so good, and you are, you are, you are to be trusted. So we trust you, Jesus, in mm. Jesus' name,
2: Lord. Thank you for being kind. That your loving kindness is better than life, and uh, thank you for always being a God of invitation and inviting us to have a meal with you, to sit with you, to be close to you. You, you draw us, and Lord, I don't really want to speak for anybody else, <laughs> but I just want to say to you, like. I don't want to be churchy. I want to be (laughs) Jesus-y. I know that's like not even the right way to say it, but God, we just, I want to be more like you,
3: um, more rooted in you, um,
2: more teachable, but also just be a daughter who can receive from you and receive the healing that you offer. And um, Lord, for those watching and listening that really struggle receiving that they could simply that they could and that they continue to be worthy of your love and your acceptance and your goodness and Lord, I pray that you would help me, help the ladies listening and the men listening. Um, I guess, again, just trust you in that, that you never leave us or forsake us, but you continue to be with. And I just, I'm really grateful for that. Thank you that we don't have to be perfect, but we... Are loved by a perfect God who perfectly loves us. And um, I'm super grateful today.
0: Thank you. Jesus, Lord, I feel such a spirit of oppression on so many. And I just want to recognize you right now. And this spirit, I command you to be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray that you would bring a renewed spirit to each and every person that will watch this girl club, that will, that will open themselves up to you, that will seek you, Lord. Your word says, if we seek you, we will find you, and that we will find you when we seek you with our whole heart. So I pray that each and every one of us today would make a commitment to seeking after you, Lord, with our whole heart, with our whole mind, Lord. I pray that you would continue to transform each of us by renewing each of us in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would release identity upon each and every woman and man watching within the sound of my voice. Identity. Lord, I pray that you would teach us who we are in you. That you would help us to truly believe that we are more than conquerors over any experience, over any situation, over any person who's hurt us, over the shame and the guilt and the lies that are speaking into our hearts and our mind right now. We are more than conquerors through you because you love us. I pray that you would help us to understand that we are daughters of a king that we are the sons and daughters of a king. You are that king. And no matter what this world tries to tell us, and no matter what the people in this world have done to us, you alone are on the throne. You alone are to be exalted above every situation in our lives. And in living our lives in this way, we find power and breakthrough, and freedom, and victory, and triumph, and glory. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that any spirit of oppression, or sadness, or shame, or lack, or poverty, or ridicule and criticism, all of it would be gone now in Jesus' name. God, I ask you to intervene in our lives and to remind us who we are today. So that we would not walk with shame, that we would not partner with with this brokenness that wants to envelope us and consume us. No, Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would break the shackles off of our lives right now, today, even now. And that we would know that we are promised abundance from you. That we would know that you came to set the captives free, that you came to bind up the brokenhearted. And that you will do for us what you promised. And what you promise us is a life that is abundant and joyful and peaceful, Lord. And even though there are trials and struggles and problems in this world, and even though people use their free choice to do the wrong thing, often every day, we will continue to do the right thing. We will be your sons and your daughters. We will do what Jesus did and we will forgive and we will let go. And I ask that you help us to understand that forgiveness does not mean that what was done to us is right. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the people we need to forgive deserve our forgiveness. Forgiveness just means that right now in Jesus name, we take those bad people and those bad situations and all the pain that they've caused and we give it to you, Lord. We give it to you. We ask you to deal with it. We don't want it as a weight around our lives any longer. We want to be free of it in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for Girl Club. I thank you for what you do every week. And I ask, Father, that you would just truly change the lives of anyone who has chosen to make this a place where they can come to safely and freely get to know you better and walk out their lives with you as their guide. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for showing up every week with us. We love you. We worship you. We exalt you. And in your son's name, we pray and we say amen. 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 Hmm. Mommy Barry, Father, I thank you for these women of God bringing this information to us and strengthen them to keep it coming to help us in Jesus name. Thank you for that. And Jehirah, I wanted to say he will take me with his hand and I will follow him. Thank you, Cynthia. You do that, Jahira, because there are great things for your life. And no matter what's come against you, no weapon formed against you will prosper. That's what the Bible says. And so for today, I mean, Christina, you gotta, you gotta, you've had some weapons formed against you and they can't prosper. And Nova, the ones formed against you cannot prosper. And Summer, the ones that will form against you or have formed, they can't prosper. And I say that with full force and belief, they can't. Because if God is for you, who and what can be against you? Nothing. Nothing. So you guys, I know we've gone over today and I just I want to thank you to you girls for um for sticking with us past time today and and for all of you watching, I just, you know, click click on the button below, subscribe. Join us every week. You're invited. Bring your bring all of what you think are problems and watch God turn your mess into a message because he's going to. So like us, subscribe us, and share. And if you're listening to us on the Salem Media platforms, I invite you to come to CynthiaGarrett.org, come to the ministry site, and join the YouTube channel that we have here um, so that as we migrate ourselves off, off of some other platforms, um, you won't miss a week, okay? I love you guys. And you can listen to us on on podcast, and you can catch all of the past Girl Club episodes um, right here on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel or through cynthiagarrett.org. That's it for this week. We love you guys and we'll see you next week.
1: Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God and Aren't we all praying the big prayer? Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify.